Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hi, thanks for listening to this episode of the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly, I'm an eating disorder recovery coach, and today's episode is about the basic principles of neuroplasticity, or the term that's used for rewiring the brain, and applying those basic principles to eating disorder recovery. So I don't want to teach you to suck eggs, but at the same time, I think it's useful just to understand a bit of the basics on what's happening in the brain when we're trying to rewire it for our recovery. So if you've had an eating disorder for any significant length of time, especially as an adult, it's very easy to start to believe that the eating disorder is your fate, that you're going to be a slave to it forevermore, and that, you know, this illness is just something you're going to have to live with as part of your life. But I'm here to tell you that no matter how old you are, how long you've been ill, or how entrenched you believe the eating disorder to be for you, that because of the wonders of neuroplasticity, which, as I say, is the brain's ability to change and adapt, you too can change your brain and recover Because neuroplasticity and the brain's ability to change is such an incredible thing. And knowing a bit more about it and how to use the brain's ability to adapt and to shift and to ultimately rewire for your eating disorder recovery will enable you to change your brain so that the disordered brain pathways that have developed in the illness no longer drive your thoughts and behaviours. So when neuroscientists talk about neuroplasticity or rewiring, the quote that's often stated is one by a very famous neuroscientist called Donald Hebb. And he was once known to have said that neurons that fire together, wire together. And that's the statement that underlies the very basis of neuroplasticity and our ability as humans to change our brains and to rewire them. So neurons that fire together, wire together. Because we now understand through neuroscience, through all the research all these scientists do, is that the brain is constantly changing throughout our lifetimes. And with neuroplasticity, where neuro refers to the brain or the nervous system, and plasticity refers to the fact that the brain and nervous system have this ability to be plastic, to be remolded and reshaped. So with that neuroplasticity, the connections between our nerve cells, or our neurons is the other word for our nerve cells, are constantly being built and strengthened between those neurons being used in our day-to-day lives through our thoughts, through our actions and experiences. And the connections that we're no longer using, so the connections between the brain cells we're no longer using, 
will be removed entirely or at least reduced because they're just no longer necessary. So in this way, neural networks, which are multiple pathways that are present between our brain cells, will change over time depending on what we're using. So if we stop using them, for example, if we're no longer acting in a way that we once were, then eventually those brain pathways will break down and dissolve altogether. Ultimately, the thoughts, experiences and actions that we perform in our day-to-day -day lives can affect which of our brain cells or our neurons fire together, forming connections to each other, which when repeatedly fired off will grow into stronger and more embedded and wired in neural pathways. And if you repeat those thoughts, actions and behaviours over and over again, then over time, the neurons will begin to fire off automatically as your thoughts and behaviours become habits. So the more deeply you embed new thoughts and behaviours by repeated action, the more embedded those new pathways become and the more automatically and quickly the brain will be to use them in the future. Because ultimately the brain wants to apply neuroplasticity to guide our actions and thoughts. Because for the brain, if it can use the neuroplasticity, if it can use habitual pathways, it uses a lot less energy for the brain in terms of conscious thought. And that then leaves the brain enough energy and space for other things to be thought about and focused on. So whatever the brain can habitualize, can just turn into a neuroplastic wired in pathway, the better it is for the brain. And when you understand the basic principles of neuroplasticity and you apply it to eating disorder recovery, the old saying that many in the recovery communities use of challenge repeat, which is to face an eating disorder recovery challenge and do it repeatedly until it gets easier and easier, actually then makes perfect sense. Because when you first face a new eating disorder recovery challenge, such as eating something new and terrifying, the first times you do so, there won't be any, or there'll only be very weak connections between the neurons involved in that particular action. And because those connections aren't present, it's likely to feel clunky and wrong because the brain is being asked to fire off in a new direction. And as I said just now, the brain likes familiar and habitual pathways. So asking it to fire off in a new way is hard work for the brain. So it does feel clunky and it does feel wrong when you first attempt these things. But the more times you repeat the challenge, you find that it becomes easier and easier as the neural connections involved in that action have become stronger and they're familiar to the brain. And with ongoing repetition, the new positive recovery behaviour becomes more strongly wired into your brain and will eventually, if you keep using it, just become a future habit. And another important thing I just want to note and touch on, although I'm going to make another episode about this, is the fact that neuroplasticity doesn't only apply to our actions and behaviours that we wire into our recovery. Our thoughts can also be changed through neuroplasticity. 
So with an eating disorder, it's very likely that you have very many disordered and automatic thoughts that are wired into your brain. But these can also be changed and wired with neuroplasticity and changing your thoughts can then actually make altering your actions easier too. So it's a win-win. But as I say, I'll come back and talk a bit more about that in a future episode. And the other point I also wanted to make, but again, I'm going to make another episode about this, is that the more you can embrace positive emotions while engaging in your new behaviours and thoughts that you're trying to wire into your brain, the quicker it will be that your brain learns that these new behaviours, these new thoughts are worth wiring in. Because one thing that makes the brain ultimately learn faster is when there are emotions behind a new experience or thought. So if you can force yourself to feel really positive when engaging in a new recovery behaviour or a new recovery challenge, it can definitely help the brain learn that this unfamiliar thing it's encountering is actually a good thing, so it might be worth holding on to and repeating. And then those little recovery neural connections will bond together and embed themselves in your brain a bit harder and faster. And just to go back to the point that, as I said at the beginning, research has demonstrated now time and again that the brain holds on to its ability to rewire itself throughout the lifespan. So this means that it's never too late to rewire your brain in eating disorder recovery, and it's never too late to recover, no matter how old you are or how long you've been ill. Ultimately, neuroplasticity or rewiring the brain generally doesn't feel good when it's happening. And, you know, you can apply that to any time that you've had to learn something new that was difficult. So it could be learning to play the piano. It could be learning to speak Japanese. It doesn't feel good. It feels clunky. It feels frustrating. It feels wrong when you're first doing it. But the more you persist at it, the more familiar it becomes to your brain and the easier it becomes. So yes, at the beginning of rewiring, new behaviours and thoughts in recovery will feel wrong. It will require a lot of your conscious focus. You'll probably feel agitated and you might get this feeling of brain fog. But the more you persist and stay committed to your recovery and repeat and repeat and repeat, the sooner those new connections will be embedded and habits, thoughts and behaviours that are all recovery positive will be deeply ingrained in your brain leaving the old disordered brain pathways and networks nothing but broken and trampled down weeds. So I hope that's given you a little bit of background information about exactly what's happening in your brain when we talk about rewiring it in recovery. So don't expect it to feel good, but do it anyway. And the more you do, the easier it will become because your brain will find it more familiar. I hope then that you're going to go out today now and face down some of those fears, some of those challenges, some of those things that you've been desperately wanting to wire into your brain. Go out, hunt them down, get doing them today and have fun. Embrace the positivity with it. Thank you for listening. If you want to know more about my coaching, then you can find me on hellybarns.com and otherwise I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.